He don't have to twist my arm. John 20. In thinking about fatherhood, I don't always try to preach or teach a Father's Day message or Mother's Day message. I mean, I just endeavor to uh, do what we feel led of the Lord that we got from Him to, to say and preach. But I was, uh, I believe I was prompted to look at this concerning our Heavenly Father and to think about His fatherhood and think about Him being our Father because I, I know it can become much, much more real to us than what it has been and it is a transforming truth. In John, the 20th chapter, John 20 and 17, Jesus has gone to the, the, the scourging post for us. He's been crucified for us. He went to the heart of the earth for us. And he's been raised from the dead, just raised from the dead. He tells uh, uh, Mary and, and the women, other uh, gospel accounts bring out, they saw him, they realized it was him. They go to, to hug his feet or to touch him, and he said, don't touch me. Uh, I'm not yet ascended to my father. He had just raised from the dead. He's about to enter into the holy of holies with his own blood for our eternal redemption. This was uh, portrayed in the priesthood back in the Old Testament uh, when the high priest went into the Holy of Holies. They washed and cleansed themselves and put on special garments and nobody could touch them. Nobody, uh, they couldn't be defiled anyway until they went in and offered that blood. And, and, and we see that the, that had typified this. This is what's actually happening right now. But he said, uh, go to my brethren. Brethren. We'd say, brothers, go to my brothers and say to them, I ascend unto my father and your father. <laughs> and to my God and your God. Oh, this is significant. My father... And your father, is he saying now, because of what he's done, we can be born again and be brother of Jesus, son of the Father? And is he saying that we now are, excuse me, that, that the Father now is just as much our Father as Jesus' Father. Yes. Is that true? Yes. When he says, my Father and your Father. We'll see other scriptures that make that uh, very plain. That he's talking that the Father is just as much, and in every way, just as much our Father as his. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. What does that mean? God is my Father. Who is He? What is He? We're talking about the Almighty who sits on the throne of glory.
creator of heaven and earth made the mountain ranges and the oceans and the whales and the elephants and every creature and, and made the solar systems and all the stars and, and the universe. Who's your daddy? Huh? Help me. God is your daddy? Are you sure about this? God the Almighty is your daddy? What does that make you? How does that affect you? No question, but we have been very deficient in revelation of this. Because if you really realize, and I really realize, God is our Father. All sense of searching for identity is gone. All sense of inferiority is gone. Hmm? When you know God's your Father, you're not searching for yourself. You're not trying to find your identity. Well, you know, God is your Father. You, you don't, you're not struggling with a sense of inferiority. This is something the angels cannot say. Such glorious beings as they are. They can't say this. Look in, in Galatians, please. Galatians, the fourth chapter. Galatians 4 and 4. He said, When the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. God sent forth His Son to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Verse 6. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our, your hearts, crying, Abba. Abba means Daddy. Father. Seven. Wherefore, you are no more a servant, but a son. Oh. You're not, you're not just a servant. You're a son. Now there are both male and female sons of God. And if you are a son, then you're a what? Heir of God through Christ. If God's your father, if you're his son, then you're heir to what he has. To what who has? Who's your daddy? What does he have? <laughs> In Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans eight and fourteen. Romans eight fourteen, it's on the screen, it says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. 
For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. When you know who your father is spiritually, it gives you your identity. Who are you? I'm God's boy. Who are you? Is there anything more important than that identity? There's not. And you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Dada, or Daddy. Verse 16, the spirit itself, most newer translations say himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. When you're born again, you have a witness inside. That you are now the child of God. Well, how do you know? What makes you say that? Well, when you've been born again, the witness is in you. And I can see it. You know, I I keep saying it. And I see responses all through the crowd. When I say, you know, you're a child of God. And you look at me and the more I say it, you go, that's right. That's right. Because there's something inside you saying, that's right. And if you're not sure, then have you been born again? And if you haven't been, today's your day. Yes, it is. Verse 17, and if children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs. That word joint means equal. Equal heir with Christ, another confirmation that he's just as much our father. As he is Jesus' father. That's why he came. To restore that lost and broken fellowship. Why did God create Adam and Eve? He wanted a family. Sin messed it up. But Jesus came and paid the price. Hallelujah. So you and I could have that relationship and that fellowship that we could not have any other way. So when I say God's my father. Just as much as he is Jesus father. It's not based on anything I did. Hmm? Not based on anything you did. No bragging to it. It's acknowledging what Jesus accomplished. Through his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension. And if children, we're heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Somebody say joint heir. Joint heir. Joint heir. With who? The King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. Is my elder brother. Who's your daddy? Who's your big brother? Is this true? Is this true? What does it mean? What does it mean? In 1 John 3, turn over there and you begin to get a a more of a revelation of what it means. 1 John 3 and 1. Behold. Behold means look. Take note. Notice. Realize. What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. 
No other part of creation can say this. No angelic being. No part of the, the creation. Except us. And. Therefore the world knows us not. Because it knew him not. They, they didn't recognize him when he came to the earth. And they don't recognize us right now. They don't know who we are. Most Christians don't know who they are either. <laughs> but who are you? God's boy. God's girl. Huh? Who are you? This is your identity. This is your security. This is your stability. If you've been struggling with inferiorities, if you've been struggling with identity, it's because of not knowing this, not being established in this. You don't have to search the world to try to find yourself. You are in Him. He is in you. Your identity is in Him. Right? In Him. Well, I, I want my own identity. No, you don't. No, you don't. I want to make a name for myself. No, you want to be God's boy. God's girl. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. People, uh, they get all upset if somebody doesn't acknowledge them individually and specifically. You know, I was known for years as Brother Hagen's helper. I gloried in that. Uh, Phyllis is still known as Keith's wife. In a lot of circles. And she she enjoys that. But so many times people don't. If they think, well, I'm not so-and-so's wife or help. I'm me. I have a name. This is the root and the beginning to take root of what the devil did. He had a place with God. He had a place with the Almighty. And it wasn't enough for him to be God's singer or song leader or angel or helper. No, he wants his name on something. And he lost it all. I said he lost it all. It's a good thing to be somebody's helper. Amen. It's a good thing to be associated with something that's making a difference. Rather than being a nobody. I mean, you can put any kind of label on a can, but it don't put anything in the can. <laughs> oh, but friend, you know what your universal claim to fame is? Your eternal claim to fame? Come on, help me out. Help me out. I'm God's boy. <laughs> Who? The God? Yes. The God. The creator of heaven and earth. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm his boy. He's my father. <laughs> and I'm his boy. His son. Mm-mm. 1 John 3, are you there? 
Behold, he said, what manner, what kind of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knows us not. They don't recognize us. They don't see who and what we are. They didn't see what he was and is. Verse 2, beloved, now are we the sons of God, not one day some way in the sweet by and by, when we all get to heaven, over yonder, when? When? Now? Now? We are right now. The sons of God. How many believe the scriptures? We, we are now the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. I know and you know we don't necessarily look like the sons and daughters of the Almighty right now. But we are. I said, but we are. And the world doesn't see it, and most Christians don't see it themselves, but we are. And keep reading. We know, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear. How many believe he's coming? He's coming. When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. It, it shall appear. Does not yet appear. What we shall be. If it does not yet appear, that means it is yet to appear the full manifestation of the sons of God. To see who and what we are. Just think about this. How many could say that you are a different person, a more Christ-like person. You've grown and developed in knowing him and faith in the last five years, ten years, twenty years. Huh? Well, what if you just continued that much growth for the next 20, or the next 20, or the next 100, or the next 1,000, or the next 10,000? Someone said, well, I won't be around. Oh, yes, you will. Not on the planet here, not on the earth, necessarily. But you will be around. And you will continue to manifest being a son of God. And so the time will come that you will look like and you will sound like Jesus. You will look like a son of God. You will appear to be and sound like. Even though we're in the preemie stages of our development. We just got born naturally a few, you know, eternity wise a few milliseconds ago and got born again maybe less time than that and so we we are just just getting started and this is the briefest thing we'll ever do and the Lord is grooming us and training us to rule and to reign with him father and sons in the eternal Kingdom of God. Oh, friend, is it sinking in a little bit better? Are, are you getting stirred up about this? Said out loud, God, God is, my is my Father. Hallelujah. He's my Father. Go with me to the book of John, please. Gospel account of John. Chapter 5. John 5. And verse 17, I want you to notice something. We'll look at more than one uh, example of this. 
Jesus is, is saying to the religious leaders of the Jews who are upset with him because of the miracles. He said, my father works hitherto. Everybody say, my father. My father. My father works hitherto and I work. And verse 18, therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him. Why? Him, him being involved in a miracle and now him, what made him even more mad was him saying, my father. Put them in a murderous rage. Because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but he said also that God was his father. <gasps> no. Yes. That God was his father making himself equal with God. Oh, friend, can you see why the enemy pushes some of this erroneous stuff, godless evolution and other things to try to get people to believe they are just animals a little bit higher developed than lesser animals. Rabbits are not the sons of God. (laughs) Cows are not the sons of God. We're just animals, we're just one of the animals. No, we're not just one of the animals. Our, our physiology has similarities. All of it's made from dirt. But it's what's inside. Oh, come on, are you listening? The spirit of man. You're sitting there right now looking at me through those two windows. We call eyes. I see your house. I don't see you. You're on the inside. And you are a spirit. And God is the father of spirits. And those that have received Jesus have been born again. It wasn't your mind that was born again. It wasn't your body that was born again. It's your spirit, the inside. Oh, can you say glory to God? And as such, you have become now, right now, a son of God. Mm -mm. And you may not look like it fully right now, but you will. I said you will. They sought to kill him. Skip on down to uh, the 10th chapter. 10 and 29. 10, 29. Jesus said, my father. You ought to say it. My My father. If you hadn't done it before, it's a good study. I just, uh, just last night was going over it again, looking at how many times Jesus referred to his Father. Oh, wow. It's just verse after verse after verse after verse. The Father this, the Father this, my Father, my Father, the Father, the Father, my Father, my Father. If he talked like this all the time, what should we do? We should be referring to the Almighty as my Father on a regular basis. He said, my Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man, actually man's in italics, just nobody, nothing, is able to pluck out of my Father's hand. Who or what is big enough to pry loose the hand of God and take out? Nobody. Nobody. Mm -hmm. Nothing. 
You talk about my daddy is bigger than your daddy. <laughs> this is the end of the story right here. Right? Our daddy is the biggest. Nobody can rip me, you, anything, anybody out of his hand. Nobody. But nobody. Said out loud, my father, my father is greater than all. Man, he's greater. He's greater than disease. He's greater than lack. He's greater than the curse. He's greater than sin. He's greater, greater, greater than anything, everything. Say, my father, my father is greater than all. Say it again. My father, my father, my father is greater than all. Uh, verse 30, he said, I and my father are one. Now, he's not saying he is the father. Some have tried to say that, and that's not so. He also said, my father's greater than me. He also said, uh, uh, no man knows the time, uh, the hour of the day, including himself, but the father. No, he also prayed that we would be one. Even as they are one. That mean I'm going to turn into you. You're going to turn into me. There's a oneness. And is it possible that we can be one with the Father? Like he's one with the Father. Of course that would put us one with him. Right? And you and I don't need to try to become like each other. If you're endeavoring to be like him. And I'm endeavoring to be like him. We'll meet. Can you see this? I'm becoming more like him. You're becoming more like him. We'll meet. Now when he said my father. And my father and I are one. Verse 31 notice. The Jews took up stones again to stone him. There was a rattling of rocks. When he started talking my my father. And uh, verse 32. Jesus said, many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? Verse 33. The Jews said, for a good work we stone you not, but for blasphemy. Because you, being a man, make yourself God. Verse 34. Jesus said, is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. He's quoting from the Psalms. If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken... 36, say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, you blaspheme because I said I am the Son of God. Now think about this. Are we not, through these individuals, seeing the enemy? Their rage, their intolerance of this, their They're speaking things the devil is bringing to their mind. They're yielding to thoughts and feelings and emotions that he's moving and stirring. And when he, I mean, they're they're things he heard and they tolerated and they came and listened to and they left and went back to their offices or whatever. But when he starts talking about my father, they can't stand it. 
They can't stand it. I mean, it, it puts them in a murderous rage. And they want to kill him right now. They, they want to shut him up right now. You are getting a glimpse of the devil. He cannot bear that you and I begin to find out who we are and what we are. Because he wanted to be more. And he forfeited his place. And he's lost it all. And now, even though you and I are in this mortal body and we're such little children, no matter how long you've been around, how much you think you know, I'm telling you, we are in the just preemie stages of our development. And for you and I to be raising up like a little bitty child going, God's my daddy. Oh, oh. It makes him so mad. He can't stand it. He can't stand it. And not only that, if you and I realize who our Father is, that means we have authority over every one of them. Come on now. We have a, devils do not have authority over the sons of God. Over God's own sons. And oh, Jesus, walk the earth as a son of God. Not as God. He laid aside his mighty weight and power and glory as God. And he became like other men. But he walked as a son of God. He walked in authority. He spoke to the wind. To the waves. He spoke to death. He spoke to disease. He spoke to demons. And they ran. And they obeyed him. And they left. And they changed. Is he walking as a son of the living God? Yes. And he's showing us, didn't he say, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do also. And greater works. Why? How in the world? If we become also sons of God. And he's given us his name. He's given us his authority. Said out loud, I am now now a son of God. God. The Almighty. The the creator of heaven and earth. earth Is my father. father. Jesus' father. Is my father too. Glory to God. He's my father. Oh it'd help us. To just go around the rest of the day. Saying God's my father. The almighty. Is my father. Is my daddy. Oh thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Can you take a little bit more? What kind of father is he? Hmm? What word springs to mind? Good. He is the best. (laughs) Isn't he? He's the best. You have to talk in tongues and you still don't tell it. James 1, don't turn to these, just listen. But James 1, 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father. The Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He never changes. He never, your Father never has a bad day. He never has an off day. You never come boldly to the throne of grace and the angel meets you and go, I wouldn't go in there right now. (laughs) A lot of stuff going on. You might just want to wait and come back tomorrow. No. No. He is always the same. Isn't he? The same. Yesterday and today and forever. He said, I am the Lord your God. I change not. 
He does not change. Isn't it great to know in this topsy-turvy world, you have somebody who never changes. Always right there. In 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 3, it says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. He's the Father of mercies. Psalm 103.13 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those that fear him. In both Matthew 7 and Luke 11, he said, if, you, if a father of you, if his son asked for bread, would you give him a stone? If he asked for a fish, would you give him a serpent? No. And if you being evil or natural know how to give good things unto your children, how much more will your father in heaven, the, the, the Luke says, give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Matthew says, give good things to those that ask him. Is he a good father? Does he give good things? The Bible said he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil and that we ought to be merciful as our father is merciful. Is he a good father? Should you be scared of him and afraid of him and and want to stay away from him? No. You ought to acknowledge his greatness, how huge he is, how we, we have barely a clue of how big he is. But even though he is so great and so big and so pure and so holy and so amazing, he loves you. He loves you. He knows you. He keeps up with you. He wants to fellowship with you. Didn't the Bible say he seeks such? What? True worshipers. Those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Said out loud again, God is my father. The almighty is my daddy. (laughs) Say that a few times. The almighty is my daddy. Thank you, Lord. Now here's something I want us to to part with, to leave with. Jesus said, I do always those things that please him. Jesus is, it was and is, the ultimate father pleaser. When Jesus was baptized in the river, you remember he came up and the Holy Spirit came down out of heaven in a bodily shape and form like a dove and came on him. And the father got the father. Spoke right out of heaven. What did he say? This is my beloved son. What does beloved mean? Let's, let's don't get hung up on the King James. What's he saying? This is the son I love. This is my son and I love him. In whom? I am well pleased. Now listen friends. Is it possible? Jesus said, my father, your father. He is our father, just like he's Jesus' father. Now, having been born again, having been given the Holy Spirit, having been given the name of Jesus, having been given the word of God, is it possible? We could please the father too? Is it possible? We could please him like the master? Someone says, no, no. He never failed to please the Father. And we already have. No way, no how. Oh, but you're forgetting about the blood. 
Huh? What are you saying? He said their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Because when you washed, you washed. When you clean, you clean. So that means he's not looking you, looking at you as somebody who's failed over and over again to please him. He's looking at you through the righteousness of Jesus. And every day, his mercies are new. Every morning, his mercies are new. And it's possible today to please the Father like Jesus pleased the Father. Well, what if I messed up and fell short? Repent, confess it, ask Him to forgive you, receive it, and you'll be clean again. And still have opportunity to please Him like Jesus pleased Him. Thank God for our natural fathers. They're a revelation, especially godly men, of the great Father. But no matter what you had or didn't have growing up, Never again say, well, I I don't have a father. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. If you're born again, you got the father. Well, I don't know what it's like to have a father. Well, what have you been doing? Wake up. Get to fellowshipping with him. Let him show you what a real father is all about. Don't look at the past. Don't play a victim. No matter how hard it was or how bad it was, it's, it's gone. It's past. Should be forgotten. Move on. You, are, you shouldn't have any identity crisis. You shouldn't have any inferiority complexes. You are God's boy. God's girl. What else do you need? What else would it take to give you a sense of place? To give you a sense of value? That the Almighty says, you are the apple of my eye. And I want you so much. I love you so much. I am sending at that point. His only begotten son. And he came. And since he's been raised from the dead. And since the new birth is available. Now he's not the only begotten. He's the first begotten of many sons. Oh somebody say glory to God. Stand on your feet everybody. Said out loud, God's my Father. The Almighty is my Daddy. I am a son of the living God. Now, we are the sons of God. Praise you, Lord. Just close your eyes and lift your hands. Lift your heart. Lift your mind. Put your mind on Him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you couldn't say that with confidence, or if you couldn't say it for doubt, oh, friend, he wants to be your father. The price has already been paid. Why wouldn't you let him be your father too? All you need to do is believe on Jesus. Jesus said, "No, no man can come to the Father except by me. You have to believe on Jesus in order to get to the Father. The father said, listen to my son. He's the one I sent. So if, if, if you've not given your heart and life to him, it's the perfect time right now. In the room, watching by internet or TV. If you'd say with an uplifted hand, pray for me, Brother Keith. I need to give my heart and life to the Lord. I haven't done that and I need to. Thank you, Lord. 
I need to give my heart. I need to give my life to the Lord. You're watching by internet. Raise your hand. Watching by TV. And let us pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's here with us. He's here. His presence, His Spirit's here right now. Right now. Everybody, affirm or reaffirm your faith. We don't know who raised their hand watching uh, by TV or Internet. Said out loud, Father God, Father God I, believe in you. I believe in you. I believe you're real. I believe you're real. And I believe you're good. I, good. I, have faith in you. I have faith in you. And in your love. In your love. I, believe you sent your son Jesus I believe you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross, die on the cross. and pay the price. For all my sins, all my failures, I believe you have raised him from the dead, and he's alive right now, King of kings, Lord of lords. Thank you for loving me and saving me. Jesus, I receive what you have done. I confess you, Lord of my life, and I purpose, as you help me, I will follow you and live for you all my days. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And if you believe that and you mean that with your heart, then you can say, my Father, my Father. My Father. He's Jesus' Father and He's my Father. Thank you, Lord.